0: Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Mosa Duran, and this is Beyond the Kale, the podcast where people come to share their vegan stories. Now, whenever somebody finds out I'm vegan, I get all kinds of questions, including...
1: How do you get your protein?" Being
0: vegan is expensive, Why right? Why'd you
1: go vegan? What's your name?
0: And the one that I get more often than I ever thought I would...
1: How can you be Mexican and vegan?
0: Now, to be honest, the answer usually depends on who's asking, because sometimes... I just don't feel like getting into it. But that ain't happening here. On Beyond the Kale, we're getting into all types of topics, including some that we as vegans often just don't talk about. Episode number two, coming right up.
2: My name is Vidal Montano. I go by Junior as well. My favorite restaurant I go to is uh, Loy Tofu. You can pretty much close your eyes on the menu. Just point at something and it'll be the best dish you've ever tried.
1: Hi, my name is Gabby and my favorite restaurant ever is Palm Thai in Hollywood. They have a great vegan menu. And my favorite dish there is the garlic pepper tofu with broccoli, fried tofu vegetable
0: soup, Oh, it's so good. I love it. I love Thai food. Hello, welcome to Beyond the Kale, episode number two. Now, if you're in the Los Angeles area, those voices may sound familiar. Gabby and Junior are the founders of Vegetize Me, which is making a name for itself because of the types of vegan burgers they're serving up at events all over Southern California. They've both been very busy getting things ready for a huge business move, but they found some time to speak with me about a number of things including how they think COVID changed the vegan pop-up scene in SoCal and their very different reasons for going vegan. Now, during our conversation, Junior and I also discovered we share a very strong love for burgers. And that's probably why we start the conversation off with Junior explaining where much of the inspiration for the Vegetize Me menu comes from. Check it out.
2: Burger has been my thing since I've been little. My parents would take me on vacation. It didn't matter where we went. All our vacation trips, the restaurant, fine dining, fast food, there was always a burger on my plate.
0: I was actually telling um, my girlfriend that if I had to like pick one menu that I had to live off for the rest of my life, it would look a lot like yours, 100%. Because burgers have always been my thing as well.
2: Yeah. And if you see, so you've seen a menu, it's basically like the burgers that a lot of us grew up eating. It's the We have a, a version of a Big Mac, we have a version of a Whopper, we have a version of the Carl's Jr. Uh, barbecue, the Western. We call it the V-Western, but that's by far the best-selling burger we have. Uh, that was my favorite burger at Carl's Jr., um, and I'm glad that I veganized it, and I probably made it better than the actual meat version at Carl's Jr. right now, with using Tempe bacon, onion rings, and, and, a, and, a, and a vegan patty.
0: That's crazy. That was actually my favorite burger, too. I mean... <laughs> i know there's a lot of like better burgers out there than a carl's jr western burger yeah. but that to me was always one of my favorites like hands down A quick go-to oh definitely definitely and i see you all are also doing breakfast where did you guys get the idea to start implementing that on your menu
2: well we're working a fair on sundays with the vegan street fair called the vegan exchange and the hours are pretty early and so our menu items when we started was only like a couple burgers and some fries so once we started seeing that uh, the the morning the morning crowd started showing up, we needed to cater to that. So we started implementing breakfast options. Uh, there's not much far as inspiration from our breakfast items outside of just the stuff like like I said that I grew up eating. I love morning uh, sausage McMuffins. I love uh, breakfast bagels. Uh, breakfast burrito with egg in it, which now is you can actually duplicate with just egg or a versions of egg that you can make yourself as well. And it comes out tasting just like what you would remember eating, like uh made out of real egg. And um that's actually on our menu now. A nice solid uh breakfast burrito made with uh we make it with just egg. Yeah, but that was the the breakfast scene when I when we first went vegan, it was like not much option. Now since since I would say the last two years, there's vegan options just about everywhere in breakfast. And I'm glad that we're also a part of that too, because uh We've had lines in the morning just for breakfast too, even though we started off with just hamburgers on our menu.
0: And can you tell me why you decided to start Vegetize Me?
2: In 2016 as when I became vegan to honor my sister who passed. She was a vegan, very fit, all about fitness. I did it as an oath to her to kind of go vegan because some of my brothers and I were overweight. And we we were educated. We just never went for it and did it so i did it as an oath to her and once i became vegan uh burgers were still my favorite thing and i tried many of them and uh the more and more i started making them myself is the more and more i realized this is a lot better than what's out there so that's how kind of vegetizing was born we went to uh, the the thought of opening a restaurant was always in the, the back of my head. But uh, the, the startup cost is always outrageous, especially here in LA. But we went to a pop-up actually, Vegatino's pop-up. Uh, it was owned by Alex and Carol at the time. And um, we saw how they popped up with a vehicle, some equipment, a tent. And like I, I looked at my wife and I said, hey, we can try that. I can afford some of this stuff and we can try it. So not too long after that, um, we put down together a plan. We got help from a life entrepreneur coach, and it was all about hitting goals. And that's basically how Veggie
0: Tesme was born. I remember speaking to uh, Carol from Vegatinos, and she told me that that first pop-up they had was just like crazy. They could, they didn't anticipate the, the type of response from the community they had. So I, I was curious to see if you all had maybe a similar experience, right? Like it's something brand new, like you said, right? So can you two describe to me what that process was your first pop-up
2: yeah so the we our first official pop-up was in august of 2018 yeah but it was around since we were vegan since 2016 we tried a lot of places one of them was Vegatinos it might have been around early 2018 that we tried them in uh Panorama City and uh, that's 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 where we first got
0: to see what a pop-up works like you guys have any kind of uh you know restaurant experience or anything like that to help you prepare for that event
2: no 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 Mm -hmm. It was it was it was a lot of help from a lot of family members and friends, uh, helping out with setting up grills, building fryers, tents. Uh, the grilling part is the only part that I've had experience in the past. Just uh, grilling. Outside of that, no, like no kitchen or set up a restaurant, something like something official. No.
0: And the event itself. How did that go? Were, did you guys feel like you were prepared for it? Were you overwhelmed? What, what was the response like and uh, how did it go?
2: Well, the first venue we had was supposed to be, at, uh, my brother owns a furniture store, it was supposed to be at his business. But the city of Burbank, we've tried to make it through all, go through all the proper channels and the city of Burbank kind of just shut it down. Uh, so we last minute switched it to 2X. Uh, first pump was at uh, Gabby's mom's house in uh, North Hills. Did it. she has a nice uh, backyard with a pool in it, and that's where we did our first pop up. We had a lot of friends and family show up and and
0: um it was actually pretty it was actually pretty fun so you guys have been doing uh pop ups for about three years now you would say yeah we' will be uh three years in august so my question then is the last year was i mean for everybody right crazy yeah. but for businesses and 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 small businesses in general it was a lot of them are still struggling. How was doing business, specifically one that focuses on events in person, right? Like pop-ups. Yeah. What was the last year like for you and, and vegetizing?
2: It was it was bad. We took a hit like everyone else. Specifically, LA County was a lot more stricter than a lot of other counties. So for a long period of time, it was, even if we try to do a pop-up, we still had a lot of feedback from people to say, you know, maybe you should, you know, stay home and stuff like that. So it, it was, it was a, a lot slower here. Mostly because of uh, L.A. County region, the what did happen was a whole different district, not too far, an hour away drive for most of us here. Uh, Corona, the city of Corona, opened up a lot faster. There, uh, the, they now have a weekly vegan market, and it's uh, it's the walking traffic is amazing. Uh, that COVID, COVID, I would say, opened up uh, nearby counties for for the vendors here had to drive a little bit, but other than that, like that kind of saved a lot of people from really, really hurting uh, financially.
0: Was there a period of time there when you didn't have any in-person events?
2: Yes, de- definitely. Like we had the, the two week, uh, if we remember correctly, the two weeks, up the bat, everyone stay home. Uh, then it became kind of uh, closures. Like we worked a lot with breweries and the city events that we worked with farmers markets, those all closed. Then the breweries ended up getting closed. So our outlets were, weren't really, we didn't have much options as far as where to post up. Uh, usually the farmer's markets are very strong with the cities. Like they have their in writing, like how, how, what days they, they can start selling food. And uh, they got shut down too. But uh, we, we, ha- we come from street vending, So we, like we came from Holland Park, but during they were able managed to to survive as well. They, they still have pop-ups there now. A
0: lot of businesses are still struggling. And you guys are actually, from what I can tell, seems like you guys are doing well and Vegetize Me is doing well to the point where you guys are actually opening up a, a, a brick and mortar location. Can you tell me a little bit about that process, what that's been like?
2: Yeah. Uh, we're
0: supposed to have a grand
2: We're supposed to have the vegan street fair in March of last year. Uh, that was like the biggest fair that they have annually. Uh, I think it's the biggest fair to have, the biggest vegan fair annually, if not the biggest, probably one of the biggest. And we had a lot of vendors uh, really hyped and ready to go, but everything happened, happened. But our grand opening was supposed to be set for like a month following from that date, and then everything hit. But uh, we still managed to keep a good relationship with the owner's uh, property. we uh, Our lease got uh, pushed back a bit. Now we uh, were able to get all the approvals with the city and the permits. And so now it's. we have been extremely uh, lucky and grateful that it should be happening within the next month or two. But it was It was a process that from the beginning of COVID to now. Uh, it's it's changed a lot. So we're almost going to have a grand opening.
0: And where are you opening up your restaurant?
2: In Panama City, the first place that we went to go have a, a pop-up and saw Vegatinos. It's kind of ironic. Uh, my wife actually grew up in uh, not too, not too far away from it. It's going to be the first all vegan restaurant in that area. I feel like the community is for it. Oh, and speaking of, speaking of Vegatinos pop-up,
1: the one of the first two times that we went there, we saw Felipe Esparza, the comedian there, which he loves, loves him so much. And um, well, I love him too. Um, anyways, so we saw him there and we took pictures. We were talking, we we're chopping it up, blah, blah, long story short. We, we we chatted with him on Instagram, and we actually named a burger after him. We have a burger called the Felipe. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, he gave us the blessing and said, go for it. You can use my picture. Like, that's cool. You can. I posted the other day a Felipe hot dog, and I said, come try our Felipe V-Link and named after the great comedian Felipe Esparza. he reposted it oh nice on his instagram
0: <laughs> very cool so what what's on the yeah. v- uh, what's on the Felipe burger and hot dog what what's what's on those uh, menu items anything with jalapeños and creamy
2: sriracha it's it's felipe's spicy <laughs> spicy spicy
0: <laughs> 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 who came up with that
1: um he did because <laughs> Obviously, like we both love him. Like we've seen his shows, yeah. and then when we saw him at Pinos back then, when it was Begatino's we started chopping it up with him, and then we started following him on Instagram, and then he followed us back. And then we asked him, like, "Hey, do you think it'll be cool, like, to name a burger after you, and can we use your picture?" And he said, "Yeah, go for it."
2: Nice. Yeah, your menu—it's not even the picture of a burger; it's a picture of one of his of him, of him, one of his logos, <laughs> a little picture of him. That's super then, cool. Go for it.
0: Super cool. That's.
1: and like even we post it and he'll repost it like we'll post his burger and he'll repost it
0: why is it important for you guys to be located in panorama city the fact that like you said the community's for it and and bringing vegan food to a community where it hasn't been before at least not a permanent location like you guys are opening
1: when i grew up in that area there was really nothing it was literally just mcdonald's and burger king and i feel like when, when we found that place, I was, it just felt like uh, it brought me back home. Like my grandma lived in the back of the swap meet. <laughs> yeah. I would go to the mall all the time right there when I was a kid and the Panama mall. And we would just literally go to McDonald's all day long. And so I feel like now that things are changing with this restaurant, um, it'll bring a more healthier alternative to that community instead of, going towards, you know, just the fast, easy food and, you know, more of a plant-based lifestyle. We did a pop-up there in front of our restaurant a few months ago. Yeah. And um a few people from the neighborhood came by and they were kind of like curious, what is that? What is that? And then we would explain to them and some of them would walk away and they wouldn't care. But some of them would actually say, okay, I'll try it. And when they tried it, they were like, wow, this is really good. So they found out that, you know, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, that a lot of Latinos are Catholic. They do Lent and then they don't eat meat on certain days. So they one guy said to me, this is perfect for Lent because there's days that I don't want to eat meat. I can't eat meat for Lent. So this is a great alternative.
0: Gabby, you also said a little bit about your hopes to be able to help out the community that you guys are going to be located in right panorama city because you grew up there can you speak a little bit more about why that's important to you and and the kind of things that you hope to do there
1: well just because like uh, i'm i was a single mom for many years and i didn't have many resources like there were certain things and certain little you know outlets and stuff like that but i just now that i'm going to be a uh, have a restaurant and we're business owners and we're going to have the resources we want to give more back to school for funding and just just be more involved in the community just so we can because i didn't have those resources when i was a little when i was younger and it would be nice to just give back and you know it and that especially in that area there's a lot of people that struggle i don't know if you're familiar with that area it's yeah i am it's a like maybe seven to eight, 10 people living in an apartment and we just want to help and maybe give backpacks to the kids or, you know, help them go to school for fun, like college, whatever we can try to do. You know, once
2: we're more established, we will definitely want to do that. No, I like the idea of a, a school lunches because I know that nationally, it's still basically not very uh, vegan friendly. Uh, I, I would love to see what we can work out with the local schools. Mm-hmm because uh, plant-based options would be amazing for, for schools uh, uh, that there, there just isn't, there just isn't, um, I'm pretty sure they're still offering this like what global, 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 we were growing up, same tip, same, same type of menus.
0: Yeah. That would be huge. Being able to offer those options to kids like, you know, where I come from those, you know, that was never even on our radar either. So um, yeah, that's amazing. I would be very, very interested to see what you guys are able to do with that. Also going back to the business, I'm curious, uh, you guys are doing pop-ups. Do you also have day jobs? What, what is that like? What's your guys' schedule like? Cause it sounds like you guys are both very busy.
1: Well, I, I have my own lash business. So in between me scheduling client, my own clients, I also do lash courses. I also do makeup, um, in between all of that, then I jump in and I help him with the pop-ups <laughs> I'm on the phone with contractors I'm helping him, you know, sign up for certain programs or just certain things just to get the ball rolling applications, just so many things that we're just doing online and, or on the phone or, you know, or we got to, he's got to go to the restaurant. And when I go out of town for trips, he helps me with my business. And then when he needs help with the pop-ups, like I'll jump in and I'll help him. So we kind of like tag team and we, it works. And I also have a 21 year old son by the name of Eric that helps out at the pop-ups as well and he's been really he's very very friendly very outgoing when we first started doing the pop-ups he would like literally jump into the crowd in front of the farmer's market like in front of all these people and make them all laugh and just like he's just like a he's got this great really great personality so he would be the one that like we he would call it fishing clients customers so he would go out there and he'd bring them like, you see, I got you some customers, mom.
0: You guys got your own hype man out there.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: pretty-
1: he, was, he was. He was great in the, in the beginning. He's still great. He's just now more part-time now. He's kind of doing his own thing. But yeah, he's, he's a part of the team
0: as well. So it's a family affair out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell me more about your eyelash business?
1: I was a makeup artist for many years. And I thought that was my route. I was going to be a celebrity makeup artist and travel the world and this and that. And that didn't pan out, obviously. So I figured, well, maybe I should start doing eyelash extensions. Like It's like eyelashes, but you glow them onto your real hair. And um, I did, and it's just, it started growing since then. And I've just been really busy and I'm in the valley and it's, people love, like, it's just, like like I said, like it starts growing and then it's crazy because like, the people from Vegetize Me funnel funnel into my network and then my network funnels into Vegetize Me. So like my lash clients will will see them like next week at the pop-up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> or vice versa. Like his customers at the pop-up will be in my chair getting their lashes done like a week later. it's really cool because we kind of like tap into each other's network.
0: Are those sometimes like vegan friendly or like are they all vegan friendly
1: well no sometimes they're not vegan friendly so i make sure that my products are vegan friendly because i always make make it a point that i don't use mink because mink is animal hair and i don't you know i don't eat meat and i don't i don't believe in cruelty to animals so my stuff is always synthetic or um vegan friendly and the stuff sometimes the places that i go to they have like a little pita sign PETA approved sign. So, yeah, I I make it a point that I don't want to use anything with like animal hair or any cruelty, any cruelty. All my stuff has to be like cruelty free.
0: Mm -hmm. I know you said you've been very busy and it's been growing a lot. Did I see something on your guys' social media? Are you now like doing business nationwide with your eyelash company?
1: Yeah, I am. I'm actually traveling now toward like Texas. We're doing, um, we did Chicago last month. I'm planning on going to Miami. Like I'm just really traveling a lot now.
0: Has it been a big transition for you to transition into the nationwide uh business model?
1: Yes. It's really hard. Actually, um but we managed. We've managed to figure it out. Like there's always trial and error. Especially in the pop-up world, there's literally trial and error every day. We kind of regroup and we talk about what what went wrong and how we can fix it and then we just keep going.
0: I want to touch on something that you guys have both spoken about a little bit. I saw the message on, on the Vegetize Me website, uh, who Vegetize Me is dedicated to, and that was your sister? Her, her name was Sophia. Sophia. And and you said that's the reason, she's the reason why you went vegan. Can, can you speak a little bit more about that again?
2: Yeah. 2016 was the year that uh, she had a bad accident and um, we were, she went into, she was in a coma for about seven days. And while she was in the hospital bed is when I decided to, something spoke to me that we needed to basically be more like her. She had a strong heart. Um, if not for the accident that, that, that she suffered a head injury, she would have all her everything else. Those doctors let us know how basically how, how great shape her heart is. Her every way you can measure a human body was perfect outside of her head injury. And that's a, uh, I looked around in the room, my dad, my mom, my brothers, uh, I basically, I lost another sister when I was younger, and I told her we can't come back to the hospital if we can avoid it. Um, She was uh, vegan, I think we need to go vegan, so I had, I pulled out a paper and I had an oath written down, and I said, we're all going to sign this and we're all going to go for it, because we can't, we can't come back to the hospital and have another one of us uh, put our family through this because we were just going to survive. We already lost two family members, and a third. Uh, if it's avoidable, we should make it happen. And I have another brother who's 15 years vegan, actually, and he uh, was all for it. He's actually the one that helped me a lot with what to eat, what to make, where to go, what to look for in ingredients. And now it's 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 uh, it's paid off because I I recently had some hospital trips. For minor things like uh, dehydration, because I, I do tend to work really hard, and um, um, even though the doctors don't believe or the nurses don't believe that I have perfect blood pressure and 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 uh, no signs of diabetes, and when they see the results, they start to believe. And I've always been proud of that that I I've been taking care of myself at least internally. You know, like uh, I can do more as far as workouts and losing weight. But it's also part of the LA thing. You're surrounded by so many good foods all the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that struggle. I know that struggle well. Thank, thank you for sharing that. So uh, my next question is, um, you know, Gabby, we're, when when Junior made the transition to be vegan, were you already vegan? Were you guys already together? You know, what was that uh, like?
1: Yeah, we're, mar- we're married. Um, I was against it at first, and then I said, let me just do vegetarian and then he was okay with it because he kind of knew that I wasn't gonna that I wasn't gonna cave in because I love dairy a lot even though I am lactose intolerant I still love cheese and I ate it and my stomach would hurt and I would go through it but I would eat it and I loved like lobster and like crab and I would still eat it and he would tell me like when are you gonna when are you gonna really go vegan when are you gonna really go vegan and I'm like leave me alone. Like, I don't really want to go vegan yet. But then when we opened up Vegetize me is when he literally said, this is the time when we need to seriously go vegan. Like we can't have a restaurant and be eating fish or cheese and things like that. So then he said, if you want to be a part of this, then you should really go vegan. And I said, okay. So wow. I did. <laughs> officially i could say like i've dabbled here and there like i would i would go off and on since 2016 i would eat dairy and then go back to vegan and then eat here and there but officially officially was when we first launched vegetize me is when i said okay i have to not mess around anymore i gotta take this a little more serious
2: next to color achigan a <laughs> <laughs> That's what my nickname.
1: because i I would like grab a muffin. Right. And it would, I wouldn't even look at the back. I would just eat it. And then he would look at the wrapper and he would say, it has eggs, milk. (laughs) And then, Oh, so what cares? It's just a muffin. So that's where that was. (laughs) Now I look at the ingredients and make sure that it doesn't have, you know, anything, anything.
0: But it sounds like that process worked for you. Right. And that's something I was talking about with, with someone else recently. Um, You know, as long as you're trying and you're, you're constantly trying to improve on that, if, if you choose to do the vegan thing, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? Everybody gets there in their own time, in their own way. At least I think so.
1: And every- lips too like I know so many of my vegan friends are like yeah I've had a bread or something and it had egg in it like it's it's just inevitable like there's sometimes that you're gonna have something you don't know that it has egg in it <laughs> um but for the most part yeah I'm really I'm very conscious of what like even like my shampoos now like I make sure like I just have to make sure that it just doesn't have things in it I was surprised that even like a certain hair product had like some sort of like fish oil in it that was like no it's it's
0: it's a life it's a big lifestyle change i think a lot of people don't realize that right and i know i'm guilty of it as well you know certain things that i've you know consumed or 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 bought um weren't vegan friendly but once i found out that, that they weren't you know i'm i made it a point to not use those products anymore so i i hear you it's definitely a process yeah yeah
1: and then there's like certain things too where people are like, "Well, what about like your shoes if they have a little bit of leather on?" Like it's just so much detail, you know, that like you have to like consider when you're when you're hardcore yeah, vegan, right?
0: Definitely, definitely. You know, there's gonna be slip ups, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I feel like there's a lot of like I don't know, like compartments or like categories when it comes to like veganism. Like, there's people that do it for food and health and lifestyle. Then there's people that do it for animal activism, which are the more hardcore, right? Yeah. And it's just, it's your choice if you want to do that, you know what I mean? I feel like if that's what you want to do, then that's what you want to do. No no one's going to tell you, don't do it, you know? I just don't, I don't feel like people should be like, kind of like, like the animal activist people that are like, on it, like kind of like reprimanding you for this and that. Like it should be a choice. It's okay to educate you and it's okay to let you know, like, this is what you're doing. But, you know, there's ways to go about it, I guess.
0: I agree. I agree. Cause I, I personally did it for not for health reasons. I did it for, you know, ethical animal rights kind of thing. I wouldn't consider myself an activist when it comes to that, but it's something that I decided to do because I wanted my conscience clear. Right but i also like i said earlier realize that not everybody's there not everybody is going to get there when i did yeah yeah you know, everybody makes their choices and and you know they get there when they get there yeah one thing that you guys also spoke about briefly earlier but i kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into it the vegan community in los angeles specifically the san fernando valley i guess but los angeles in general how has that been i mean you guys have been doing pop-ups for 3 years uh, about to open up your first restaurant right um how has the vegan community treated you all or welcomed you all? Have you, have you guys found that to be a welcoming, uh, supportive community? Absolutely.
2: I, that would, I mean, it helps if the food's good. <laughs> but um, yeah, everywhere we... I always tell Gabby, we can go anywhere and it'll take about three weeks that we have regular, consistent customers. Because uh, every community we start from, we, we develop relationships almost right away. And that's that's been almost like instantaneous every city that we popped up in. Um the the latest one would say the the Inland Empire, which is about an hour drive for us. It's it's insane the kind of support they have for us. Uh all the counties nearby that come out when we're out there. And um And I feel like now like we're in a different era
1: because I, I don't know what it was like before we became like vendors, but I knew before like it was a little bit more like um stricter. I don't know how to explain this. Like people are more welcoming and they're more understanding now, I
0: guess. I think I heard a little bit about like there was some like territorial issues or people were like, it, it, I mean, you know, it's, at the end of the day, it is a business, right? So you're competing with other businesses, but like in in L.A. and, and the San Fernando Valley, from what I saw, at least the vendors that I would go to and the pop ups that I would go to like. They were inviting other food vendors, right, which could potentially take money out of their pocket. But everybody was working together, and it was it was impressive to me to to just see that community.
1: Honestly, with COVID, it just helped keep bring people more together. Like like I want to help you because I also need help kind of thing. I feel like that COVID it was a bad thing that happened, but I feel like it also helped a lot of people open their eyes and see, like, we're all in this together. Let's work together type of vibe. Because I'm telling you, since we came back from COVID and we started doing pop-ups and vending with other vendors, there was been no, 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 nothing, like no friction, nothing crazy. It's all, we're all in this together type of type vibe.
2: We started in 2018. That's when the weekly vegan market started. So we, we got on, Almost really on the time when all vegan markets started opening, Mm -hmm. so the timing was actually really well. And what we noticed right away is that the the all vegan markets was everyone was super friendly and and nice. And we did a mixed event at a farmers market uh, with meat eaters or or I'm saying meat vendors. There wasn't so friendly. There was people fighting over electricity outlets, and we're like, whoa, we're (laughs) we're not used to that. Really. Uh, yeah <laughs> but the, the all vegan like uh like the festivals the markets they a 100 it's the nicest crowds the nicest environments we've ever been a part of mm-hmm.
1: but it just got better and better and better after covid like it's just it's been so much better like literally uh, like it's just a total different it's like more peaceful now It was always peaceful, but there was a little bit more friction then. But now it's just, it's a totally different
0: scene. Which of the vegan events do you guys look forward to the most? Either as a vendor or as a vegan who's going to go and just eat everything? Like, which ones do you guys like going to?
1: Vegan Depot and uh, Corona. I love going there. I love, I love Christina. I love the coordinator, the, what is it? What's she called the organizer?
2: organizer?
1: I love her. I love her. I love her attitude. I love her personality. Um, she's great with the other vendors. She's um, on it. She's on top of everything. If you have an issue, you let her know. She'll fix it. Um, but
2: that was born after COVID, before COVID. Uh, it
1: was Vegan Street Fair. Vegan Street Fair
2: was the biggest That one was here. our
1: favorite one of We all went time. there
2: as customers for two years, and then finally we were part of the our third time attending we're actually vendors
1: but i think didn't you say now
2: <laughs> did he well either one
0: oh, either one
1: now uh, now it's corona vegan corona back then it was vegan street fair jessica is always going to have a piece of our heart because she was like she she just- literally put us on the map like mm-hmm. she even told me she goes um what did she say to me she goes you were persistent you were very persistent with me and I kind of told you no, and you were still being persistent, and I'm I'm very grateful and thankful that I put you in the market because you guys
2: are one of my top vendors. (laughs) Wow, (laughs) that's actually how weekly event was because my wife was persistent. Uh, We told her how many how much experience we had, how how much we're ready for this, but we got the best menu, and it was all smoke and mirrors at the beginning.
1: (laughs) But uh, (laughs) she's hearing, she's gonna be like, wow. (laughs)
2: But the, the moment that she, she said yes, we did everything it took with the public health permits, equipment, and we, we went with it. And it, we got lucky because that was the first all-vegan market here locally. And we, yeah. we, we only missed with the launch. And then by the second week, we were a part of it. And we were there for about two years straight, never missed the weekend unless we have, like, uh,
0: car trouble or something like wow, that. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> that's super cool. Yeah. That's super cool. Like I said, I found you guys on on Instagram a while back. You guys have eleven thousand followers. Is that correct? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a <laughs> that's a lot. Um, can you guys tell me a little bit about how you know? Who, if, do you both manage your social media?
2: At the beginning was teamwork. Whoever had the time, please put some effort because you have to you have to give it your all, and not just in. the are you know, a food business, not in just your food, but also the marketing part. You really have to give it your all, and uh, we did. We, we, her and, and, and my, my stepson, her son, uh, they can go into a Starbucks or, or somewhere locally to eat, and they get recognized just because of the vegeta the videos that they do together. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty funny to see. Random uh, people or customers go up to them, "Hey, you're Cathy from Vegetaz-me. or Hey, you're Eric from vegetasmine." And it's just it was teamwork. Like I'm more behind the scenes, just like in the pop-up, you'll always see me by the grill, you won't see me in person. But uh, a lot of the marketing part, like the, the the flyers and the promotions and all that is me. But the the way they handle the camera is amazing. Like the, they, they they really know how to uh, be on screen to the point where they even get recognized even like at a
0: local Starbucks. Kind of sticking with social media. I've seen a few posts basically speaking out on, on social justice issues. I'm wondering, I've heard from other vegan vendors, some of their followers pushing back, you know, on on those type of posts. I'm wondering if you guys have had a similar experience.
2: People have it. Well, people have opinions either way. Right. So it's like, I learned, I don't know, I would say it's like around election time to kind of like completely just focus on the restaurant. I know we have a big network, but it's just, it got really heated in, in that time of year. And uh, our, our posts, we, uh, we voiced our opinions on a couple of matters in the beginning, but once we saw how much backlash and how much controversy or, or, just overall negativity. We 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 kind of focused on food, and uh, outside of, of 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 donating some money, we pretty much stuck. Our page has been strictly food. After that, it's just the strong opinions are just. I don't know. You can get uh, really bad feedback, into to the point where it kind of makes you want to like not focus on what you've been doing, you know. And and that 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 part sucks.
1: A lot of our vendor friends or vendor or organizer friends, they would go, they were really passionate about certain things. And it was like, like literally a hundred negative comments. And then they would lose like thousands of followers. And it's like, that's not like we wanted to keep, we didn't want to like lose our people. You know what I mean? We wanted to kind of keep our people and not get involved in all of that.
0: Uh, One thing I meant to ask earlier, kind of backtracking a bit. I know, um, Junior, you mentioned that, uh, you know, your family was all on board with you going vegan. But Gabby, was did you have a similar experience? Or like, what was your family's reaction like to you going vegan?
1: Um, my family's still not vegan. They're not anti it. My dad loves like ribs and steak and everything like that. So I took him to a vegan place. He tried it, but he was still like, no, I'd rather not you know and then we would try to try to convince him again like look try this and he would eat it but then he would say no I I don't want to so the the thing that helped us is that we don't live with my family we live together me and him so it was kind of easier for us to just do our own thing and say okay family you guys stay on that side and me and junior are gonna do our thing I'm Mexican-American so I grew up my mom's authentic sopes tacos she would make like Calabasa, she would make me, she would actually like make mole and stuff like that. Like my mom was a traditional Mexican woman. And then my dad is Mexican American. So he loved like carl's Jr., McDonald's, like all the fast food Tommy's was his favorite. So my dad was like a crazy fast food person. And then my mom would like bring it back. Like, nope,
2: bring it back. From my side, uh, my mom is uh born in El Salvador, dad is from south america bolivia the bolivian food i grew up eating was really good and uh, we've actually just met a vendor who does uh vegan um bolivian dishes in bacha and he's he's mastered some pretty good ones he's veganized some of the sopa de mani is amazing his food's really good I,
0: I actually found him on instagram too probably through you guys and and yeah i've been i've been following him it looks really good that was good what i was going to ask was there anything from your guys' childhood? that you uh miss when you first went vegan that you you know maybe have or haven't been able to find a vegan version of or veganize it yourself
1: i can't make chiles rellenos I can't because you need to make i don't know if you're familiar you're familiar with chile relleno, right like the yeah, egg yeah. has to coat the chili and then you have to like bread it and then the cheese is like a certain cheese it's not like mozzarella cheese i've made chilaquiles before and they came out really good but i cannot chile relleno to save my life like I cannot make that coating the way the foamy little egg makes it so that's been which is fine I'm not I'm okay with it but I just can't I haven't found I haven't even found anybody that's actually made a good chile relleno to be honest I can't I haven't thought of anybody
0: what about you junior
2: so I would like milanesa steaks crab salads I haven't had a vegan crab salad but the steak part, I think, is coming. I see a lot of people uh, working with uh, oyster mushroom. They're doing wonders with sautéing them. Really getting down with the with with the mushrooms. I think the the version of a, a vegan steak is coming.
1: Speaking of steak, um, it's nice to see that steakhouses are now offering vegan options because, like I said, my family's not vegan we're vegan and then we get invited to the steakhouse and we're like, okay, what do we eat? It used to be a baked potato or broccoli. (laughs) And now we get invited to a steakhouse and they have impossible burger. They have pasta with no cheese. They'll make like cauliflower, like milanesas. They'll make like Brussels sprout. Like they just so many options now for us at steakhouses. And I'm really impressed.
0: I actually, uh have the same kind of thing with me Linessa, as junior like that was the thing growing growing up I loved it when my mom would make it and my mom would actually make it very like a thinner version a very thin version with the, bread the way my dad crumb. liked it with
1: the breadcrumbs. Yeah yeah
0: yeah and I actually I was in Tijuana about two years ago. I'm from San Diego so I was in Tijuana all the time but last time I was there was like two years ago and uh, I found a a food vendor out there and I went with the intention of having their California burrito. Because you know, being from San Diego, we love our Cali burritos. When I get there, I found out that that day they were doing milanesa, so I ended up getting that instead. It was actually, it was thicker than out than when you know what I'm used to, but it was amazing. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of them, uh, Veggie Smalls, Veggie Smalls in Tijuana restaurant. Yeah, they're located at a at a, at a food court that has a bunch of different types of uh, food vendors. Telefonica Gastro Park in Tijuana.
2: And the plate was like a milanesa with like rice and beans, or how was it?
0: No, it was actually, um, it was actually a torta, a torta with fries on the side, veggie smalls uh, on Instagram. You'll find them veggie smalls TJ. I'm
1: always in TJ. Really? Yeah. I, I go there a lot. Actually.
0: I miss, I miss Tijuana. And that was, that was one thing that, uh, you know, when I first went vegan, uh, that I absolutely missed. And I think I, I still kind of do, to be honest with you. You know, like I said, I was in Tijuana every weekend and and going with my family or my cousins or whoever and getting some tacos uh, uh, you know right there on the street and not just the food itself, but the experience, right? Like sitting there talking with your family or talking with your friends and and talking with the taqueros and, and everybody else. I mean, that's an experience that I um haven't really found. The only thing that I have found come close to that is going to pop ups in that in LA. Yeah. Vegan pop-ups. You know, it's it's similar. Um but that's, that is one of the things that I absolutely miss. Not, not the food itself, but the entire experience, right? Yeah. I don't know if you guys have had similar experiences with maybe, you know, going to a taquero or maybe, you know, Mexican families, Latino families, you know, we have carne asada. Whenever we have parties and stuff, right? A lot of it revolves around the food. Have you guys had any issues? I know you said your families cater to you a little bit when it comes to vegan food, but. Has that been an issue? Has that been a bit of a a bit of a struggle? No,
1: because we always used to just bring our own stuff like to barbecues. He would bring, remember Boca burgers? Oh my God, Boca burgers that are disgusting to me. But back then, (laughs) literally our only option was Boca burgers. And I remember too, he would tell me, let's go to the store and go buy Boca patties. And we would go and we would get Boca patties and then go to my dad's house and go. he would have a barbecue and it would be summertime. And there we were with our little bulk of patties, and it was the most disgustingest thing ever now looking back at it. But hey, it was our only
2: resource. <laughs> hey, <they're> chicken- okay. <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> <book> chicken- <laughs> I mean, it's just the-, the game has changed so much. Ah Boca- whatever you imagine in the past you really really wanted, it's definitely there. There I feel up.
1: like once beyond and impossible to hit the game, like it was over. Yeah. It was over. And then the chicken sandwiches blew up, and now it's like. Which, by the way, I don't know if you saw our menu that we make the uh, chicken sandwiches.
0: I did see that. You know, you guys are right. The game has changed a lot. Um, and and I remember the same thing with the with the Boca burgers and or the uh, the black bean burgers from from Morningstar. Um, yeah, I, I haven't gone back mm-hmm. to any of those things. It's gross. <laughs> so, staying on the topic of burgers, what burger should? I order the first time I show up or the first time anybody shows up to vegetize me, which burger should, should we order?
2: I, I know what you're going to say. Well, I always tell the customer, do you prefer a barbecue or do you prefer an in and type burger? And then from, from there I can go with what direction, but it it depends. Not everyone's a barbecue. Like for me, it always be a barbecue that was asked, but, but yeah, but people like the, the in and outs. So, so famous here. The vegan out. We get the same feedback I, 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 I get all the time. So this is just like
0: the in and out And anywhere else other than Vegetize Me, Where, if you're going to go get a burger, where would you go?
1: Hold on, let me answer that. <laughs> if you're going to go get a burger, where would we go? Hold on. Actually, Hooligans makes really good burgers. Vegan Hooligans makes, I think.
0: I've heard really good things about them.
1: Oh, and then prior to Hooligan, prior to us even going back to Boca Burgers, then we found out that there was a spot in Koreatown called Burger Lords. Oh,
0: I've, I've been in Burger Lords.
1: To yeah. me, Burger Lords was like life. I was like, oh my God, this is like the best thing ever. And then when, obviously, when Vegetize Me came along, it was like, obviously, that's my favorite burger. But Hooligans, I can say, is, is up there. Like, we're pretty much. Part up to part of like we're just i like the burgers
2: they're really good
0: what about you junior
2: i really enjoy the burger at a cheesecake factory they veganize everything there
0: well you've tried it dude so i say i said the same exact thing to the girlfriend man. i she i could bring her it right now if you guys don't believe me the the cheesecake factory burger yeah is one one of the better vegan burgers I've had, like hands down. And I and I, I when I tell people that they are like taking a backbite. They can't, they're shocked. They can't believe it. You're right. They have veganized everything, the sauces, the cheese, right? Like they get it. When I go somewhere that that doesn't that isn't completely vegan, you know, they have a vegan patty or something on the menu, I know that I'm gonna have to change it up. You know, it's probably gonna be a dry bun or whatever. Like I'm okay with it. Uh, my girlfriend actually gets more upset about it than I do. She says, how are you going to have a vegan patty and not have the vegan cheese? And not the... I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. But when I went to a Cheesecake Factory, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. You know, I it, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it, it is one of the better burgers that I've had. Yeah, I,
2: I've enjoyed uh, every time I go there and where there's a party or a birthday or something.
0: I'm looking forward to it. Same. <laughs> Same. Uh, I'm more than okay with it. I actually throw that uh, suggestion out often when whenever we would go out to have dinner because she gets to have her you know, Oreo cheesecake, and I have—I get to have my uh my vegan burger. So we think a lot alike, Junior. Yeah, We're both burger guys. What are your guys' goals? What can you know people expect um, from Vegetize Me uh, in the next year? You guys have big plans coming up. What, what you know? What can people expect from that?
2: We're planning on opening up a restaurant within a month or two. We got permits; everything's been approved. Now it's just getting the corrections. So we a nice grand opening,
0: and. What can people expect when they show up to your restaurant? What's it going to be like? What's the vibe going to be like? Is there going to be seating, patio seating, indoor seating? You know, what what's that whole experience going to be like?
2: Diner. Uh, definitely a uh, diner feel. The diner feels everything.
0: And where is it going to be located? I know you said a panorama city on Parthenia. What's the other cross street there?
2: Uh, Cedar. It's Cedros. Cedros. Right in back of the...
1: Swap meet. <laughs> Yeah. The good old Panorama swap meet. It's funny because the people that you would never think of seeing in Panorama City drive to Panorama City. <laughs> <laughs> You would never think that you would see these people. Like they come from Seamy, they come from Thousand Oaks, they come from like all these areas, and they're like in Praterma City. And I, one time I asked a, a customer, I was like, "Where do you come from?" And they said, "Oh, I come from Agora Hills." And I'm like, "You're in the hood." And they're like, "We'll drive anywhere. We'll drive anywhere for you guys." I'm like, "That's dedication." And
0: that brings up something that I hadn't necessarily thought about when it came to the vegan pop-ups, right? But I mean, you guys are bringing. Not just healthier, you know, options to the community or vegan options to the community, but you're also bringing other people that wouldn't necessarily experience the communities in Panorama City Mm -hmm. into that community, right? So a a lot of times, I'm not saying everybody, but a lot of times, people that live in, in, you know, outside of the hood, as you said have certain ideas about what those communities are like and what the people in these communities are like, right? So you're bringing people in to Panorama City and showing them that maybe what they had thought about Panorama City and these other communities may have been wrong. Yeah. I I think that's a great thing.
1: And and they're comfortable. It's not like they're comfortable. And like I said, they'll drive. Let me tell you something. If the food's good, they don't care where you're at. (laughs) They're going to pull up. They'll
0: pull up anywhere. (laughs) Thanks again to Gabby and Junior, founders of Vegetize Me, for taking time out of their very busy schedules to share their stories with Beyond the Kale. You can find them at pop-up events around Southern California and soon at the first ever all-vegan restaurant in Panorama City in the Los Angeles area. You can find Beyond the Kale on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beyond Kale Pod. Feel free to follow us on any of those social media platforms and wherever it is you go to get your podcast. And of course, thank you all very much for listening to this episode of Beyond the Kale. We have more on the way, so please definitely come back and check them out.